Alice did not feel encouraged to ask any more questions about it, so she turned to the Mock Turtle and said, What else had you to learn? Well, there was mystery, the Mock Turtle replied, cutting off the subject in his rabbit. Mystery, ancient modern, and geography, then drawing. The drawing master was an old congregant who used to come once a week. He taught us drawing, stretching, and fainting in coils.
That was the Dixie Treggs with the track. Excuse me. That one is a little too eager to start. That last track was by the Dixie Dregs. The title of the track was Conversation Piece from their album What If, 1984. Before that was a track entitled Just the Future by a group composed of Nick Turner, Steve Hellage, and Chris Poland from the album entitled Space Fusion Odyssey. The coolest album name if there ever was one. Before that was an Italian band from an album 1974. The name of the album was Aria. The band was Aria. The name of the track was Consapevelleza. I don't know what that means, but it was awesome. Before that was Bruford, Bill Bruford, Fainting in Coils from his album One of a Kind. Came out in 1979 and also featured Alan Holdsworth on guitar. Next two songs are going to be by Gentle Giant, one of my favorite progressive bands. Came out of the Canterbury scene in, in the early 70s in England. This title track, this track is called His Last Voyage. Gentle Giant.
That was Opening Move by the band Griffin, G-R-Y-P-H-O-N, from their classic album Red Queen to Griffin 3 from 1974. And before that was His Last Voyage by Gentle Giant from their album Free Hand, which they put out in 1975. Going to get into some uh, little Zappa here. Some classic Zappa. From One Side of Spits All, that was 1975, Inca Rose. Enjoy. Thank you. 
That was Space Base by the, by the British space prog band Osric Tentacles. The name of the album is The Floor Is Too Far Away. That was from 2015. Prague is alive and well in the 21st century. My next track is going to be is going to be not that one. This is by a British space prog band called Hydria Space Folk. And this was put out in an album, Nasha Universe, in 2010. Hydria Space Folk.
Weather's on the Is that when is Jethro Tull from the album Stormwatch 1979? The track is called Dunringill. Before I leave tonight, I'd like to thank our kind and generous sponsor, Alfred's World of Trousers. Come down to see Alfred. Alfred has a trouser for every mood and ideology, every whim, every persuasion. Every thought of the day, aisles and aisles of trousers, Alfred will offer you. Alfred is a kind and generous supporter of this show, The Gates of Delirium. And we are a great supporter of what Alfred is trying to do, bringing the best trousers to the world, one leg at a time. Before I go, I'm going to play one more song. And uh, it's going to be from a contemporary prog band, Spock's Beard. This is Bennett Built a Time Machine.
This is Carl. Uh, I, I, Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose. And I love to pee outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's, oh, God. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That's what the acronym stands for. With Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hello. You know, even you get it wrong. It's so complicated. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's what we're talking about. Waffle (laughs) Mon. All right. Okay, so L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We are a podcast. We have a Twitter handle. We have a great YouTube channel. You can find it by that acronym. We stream first on MeetMeRadio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to 4 p.m. From the great folks at Meet Me Radio, heads up, what's up, Pam Benjamin? Do us a favor. We have no advertisements today, but go over and donate money to Meet Me Radio via Venmo at Meet Me Radio. Oh, let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. What movie are we watching today? So we are watching a movie that doesn't suck. It's very unusual for us. It's called Hopscotch 1980. So go to YouTube and put in all one word, Hopscotch, H-O-P-S-C-O-T-C-H, 1980. And the channel we like is Atabick, A-T-A-B-I-C-K. All right. Wait a minute. This movie does not suck? Yeah. So make sure you hit pause and then pull the slider back to zero, 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 because we're going to have a countdown. And today's movie stars Walter Matthau. It doesn't suck. You know, Walter Matthau and I share the same birthday. Oh. October 1st, 1922. Okay. So uh, the uh, October 1st. Well, we are very excited, and we are very excited to do the count. We have a special guest here in the studio, our countdown king himself. Give it up for the maestro of descending numerals, Carl's man crush, Mr. Sunday Afternoon himself, to kick off the countdown, Paul Brumba. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. I'm hoping you guys are doing well out there. Staying nice and safe. Looking forward to... Cool. And I'm looking forward to some Walter Matthau and some hopscotch. All right, guys, you know the drill. Let's do this thing in true style. Let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Uh, big circle. Oh, wait, it's buffering. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Criterion Collection. All right, hold on. See, I showed you the movie doesn't suck. It's the Criterion Collection. Let's get us out of there. Uploading this cartoon. That freak has two heads. Faces. Uh, cool. Some 80s style graphics. American Embassy. No. Yeah, I was close. An Avco Embassy. I have the. Uh... Oh, a couple presented this movie? Yeah. 
They're brothers. No, no, they're brothers. Oh, ew, that's incestuous. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Landau. Eli and Eddie. Eli Landau. Eli and Eddie twins? Eli was a childhood friend of Walter Matthau, and that's how they landed him. Sweet. How did they land Herbert Watterson? He said yes. Mad baby. These are some good names, man. Yeah, this is a for real movie. And this is based on a novel by Garfield the Cat. By Garfield the Cat, that's right. Who loves lasagna. I hate Mondays. Never say Mondays. You only lasagna twice. (laughs) Look at that phallic symbol. I am Walter Matthau. No one could wipe his eyes in public like Walter Matthau. Garfield also wrote um, Death Wish. Oh, really? This guy's a Renaissance author. The thing is, he didn't have as much creative control as he would have liked on Death Wish. So this time, he wrote the screenplay, and he was the guy who sold it around. And it wasn't until Eli Lando finally picked him up, you know, that it got off the ground. Now, we're in Bavaria here. Yeah, I know. This is like social distancing porn, watching this uh, Oktoberfest (laughs) happen. Pink Panther guy. Is that really thing? He's young-ish. Because the Pink Panther guy is just like twitching behind a desk for most of the Right. Movies. No, no, he's pretty old in this film. All right. Good. I expect nothing less. Now, this was all shot with hidden cameras so that the people who are in the crowd just acted normal. Interesting. They didn't notice that Walter Matthau was taking photographs of this? Well, he's up on like a balcony kind of thing. Uh, They would have said, you know, maybe the only one is they would have gone, hey, weren't you in the Pink Panther? Didn't they have a sign that said, if you drink beer here, you uh, consent to be in our movie? I don't know how they handled it. A lot of legal forms. I mean, that table alone is like eight people. (laughs) You're under arrest. What? For drinking beer and having a good time? Well, I'm guilty, officer. Aren't you in Pink Panther? Okay, now, Walter Matthau spies the handoff of the film. Intriguing. And he used film to shoot it, and we're watching a film about it. We're watching. Makes you think, Carl. It's so not ironic. It's so unironic. Isn't it unironic? And isn't it unironic? Don't you think? <laughs> don't now, you that's Yazkov. Yazkov, and he's head of the KGB. What's he doing here? Oh, no, and he got caught. This oh, guy here? He's about to get or caught. What about the special? Hey, all right. Let's see if we can hear something here. Oh, spy talk. He looks pretty old still, Matthew, yeah. in 1980. He does look pretty old. At one point, he just had that face. And when you look at the young Walter Matthew pictures. Oh, God, I miss going outside and wearing a silly hat. <laughs> that guy by the wall. I love that. <laughs> you wouldn't miss wearing later, Ozen. So what just happened here is 
he agreed with Yazkov, if you just if you give me the film, I'll just let you go. And Yazkov was like, that is a bargain. So that's what's happened. He got set free. Wow. What's the film? All right. Meanwhile, back at the airport. Right. Meanwhile. Oh, my God. Sam now, this is a time in which you could go through the gate. You didn't have to go through a security yeah. checkpoint, and you could meet someone at the plane. Well, I like to go to the airport, sit in a hangar, do a crossword puzzle, and then take a stretch. Yeah, right. You walk up to the tarmac to meet your buddy. Yup. It's a different time. You... That's Sam Watterson. Right, from Law and Order, right? Is that the show? Yeah, from Law and Order, but uh, right around this time yeah. is when he hit. Like in 74, he was in The Great Gatsby, and then he was in Interiors, a Woody Allen film you told me to rent, and I did. No, I told you, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it was his first serious movie. So take it for what it is. Uh, Listen to this. I miss Ned Beatty. Can you hear? I more movies. Oh. I can hear you. He goes, I didn't remember you being this short. How'd you get so short? <laughs> well, they hired me. <laughs> Who were you expecting, Sam Wilson? Yeah, I didn't know this was a film short. You know what I miss, Carl, are the cheap three-piece suits. I don't think we ever had the, the pleasure to, to walk around wearing three-piece suits like that. Yeah, three-piece suits went out of fashion because they were considered, like, overblown. They were considered, like, uh, you're really putting on airs or something. Okay, you see how the, the trophy, the gun is pointed at Walter Matthau? The filmmaker's right. trying to... <laughs> make a point uh okay so basically this guy is a bureaucrat and like he's a silly person he's saying all sorts of silly things and so they're setting him up to be our bad guy now watch he puts on his glasses and then he doesn't use them see that well right yeah he looks up weird well, there's reading glasses. Yeah, and he, he doesn't can't hear... read the plaques without it. There's that gold album. Oh no, that's a shooting range. Yeah, I usually frame mine up. I would, but I always, you know, that it's embarrassing that they're not in the center. I just have so many because I always like to shoot them, and I noticed that the other gun trophy was pointing at the uh, bullet holes. I always reuse mine because I always miss. Yeah, right. You say it's called recycling. So now what's happening okay. is Ned Beatty saying, like, you're too old to be a field agent and you're always fucking up. You let Yazkov go, the head of the KGB. So I'm giving you a desk job. And Walter Matthews no. like, I on purpose let him go. Because we know him. We know him and everything about him. That's more valuable that he's in his place. Right. Oh, so he's like the prisoner, right? The the spy TV show where they just know too much? No, but I'm, he's saying that the head of the KGB is a person we understand, we can identify, 
It's smarter to keep him where he is because if there's a new guy, we'll have oh, to find out you. who he is and then learn about him. And Ned Beatty's like, you should have brought in KGB guy. That's right. You let the head of the whole thing go. And he's saying, we plugged the leak. We got all the little fish. They ratted out the big fish. Two years I was on this operation and it was success. Right. Does he mention how many days prior to retirement? No, that would be very, yeah, apropos. It would, I think Poe would write about it. Edgar Allan Poe you're talking about, right? Mm, apropos. <laughs> okay, so he trained uh, Sam door. Waterston. He, he trained uh, this guy named Joe Cutter, and now he's replacing him. Um, Whoa. Isn't it always? Hey, there's his replacement. Right. This is awkward. Now, they have a good relationship, and he respects Walter Matthau's character. Um, and and that'll play out throughout the movie. He has the same tailor as Ned Beatty. They're wearing the same suit. <laughs> I think it might be the Times. Yeah. Uh, imagine having a security job where all you got to do is just stare at the two black and white monitors. That's right. You know, you put down your crossword and your coffee. Now we're learning, like, Walter Matthau's friends with everybody. Yeah, sure. He's been in the CIA for, like, forever. Right. He knows the JKL section, like, the back of his book. Hey, he's putting his glasses on. Like, the back of it. He knows it frontwards and backwards. He knows JKL and LKJ just as much. Okay, so now he's switching files to hide. Oh. Pretty clever. And we should give it up to the old world, the old school of files and films it's where the paper. physical items are. Uh, yeah. Now, this is 1980, so I guess we had Windows, right? When, or was it still like... Not in this... We still... Not this guy. He has no Windows in his office. <laughs> just uh, file cabinet. Yeah, just file cabinet. Yeah, it was monitor. It was DOS probably in eighty. Yeah, you don't think there was a mouse throughout this film. Now, this guy on the left, same suit. Walter Matthau's son. Interesting. Who's done a lot of shit, I believe. Well, no, he did a lot. This was his last film. And for the last 24 oh. years, he's been a news reporter for New Jersey 101.5, right here in my in my home state. Now, have you ever had the chance to listen to him? Uh, no, I just learned it from researching this movie. I've heard 101.5 a million times, of course. I remember his first rock news broadcast. This just in Thompson Twins rules. <laughs> no, he was he's a rock reporter. News. He's a reporter. Now he was in you know, Kurt... he was in Battlestar Galactica and Love Boat, and he was also in our podcast film, The Concord, Airport Seventy Nine. Interesting. Oh, I'm a fan of that film. I didn't realize there was a, a Walt Matthau in that film. Yeah, and he played the inciting role of Technician One. <laughs> Here's your book you read, George Kennedy. 
Thanks, Technician One. Apparently, Walter Matthau wrote this scene we're watching right now. Um, this woman here is uh, like his love interest, and they're kind. Of, her name's Glenda Jackson in real life, but it's Isabel von Schoenenberg in the film. Wait, is it Glenda Jackson? It's, Glenda Jackson. Yes. What did I say? Lisa Jackson. I did not. So anyway. Carl loves Lisa Jackson. Okay, Freudian slip. You just love Lisa Jackson, that's all. Now listen, listen. This actress is Latoya Jackson, and she's playing Isabel <laughs> von Schnoenberg. Anyway, they're flirting right now. She's that's easy for you to, say. to know him and suggesting wine. Huh. So well, I mean, she did got, suggest him her plastic surgeon. He was about to get a desk job, and so instead he flew to Austria to uh, meet her. Huh. Now, um, who is Glenda Jackson? I mean, this movie—it's like she's a, a heavy hitter, and she's like the 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 anchor of this film, but. I don't remember her in anything else. Well, she was uh, an English actress and a politician, and she was big in the 50s. But she won Academy Awards for Best Actress for Woman in Love, 1970, and A Touch of Class in 73. Uh, wow. She, you know, she's had a hell of a career. Uh, she was elected in 92 okay. to the Labor Party. For Hampstead and huh. Highgate, <laughs> Tony Blair's government. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. Well, all right, that's cool. So she didn't turn into like a Trump-loving MAGA. We don't have to go through that route tonight. No, she's she's a she is a liberal. I think she's still alive because in 2015 she stepped down. She didn't uh, go after wow. an election. Um. She's got a nice place. Yeah, we're learning oh, that her ex, her deceased ex-husband, you know, it's his place and she manages his affairs, business affairs, now that he's gone. Gotcha. God, they need more shit in there. <laughs> right. I don't know, like an urn, maybe an ottoman, newspaper, uh, oh, take it out, spy shit. That's how spies act. Yeah. Oh, they're just taking a spy. There's one right out there. Spy recognized spy. So she's going to oh. be the love interest, and she's going to help him. Uh, but he hasn't decided what he's going to do yet. He doesn't want a desk job. You know, he's... Right. So he's he's come here to sort of hide out and think about what's his next move going to be. Interest. Well, who cares, man? Like, what is, is a desk job that bad? He wants to be a spy. Well, yeah. Spy. I mean, what was happening is Ned uh, Beatty was really trying to humiliate him. Uh, the whole thing is that Ned Beatty has all sorts of files on people, and that's how he rose to be in his CIA. Um, what do they call the local office? I don't know what they call it. And oh, a satellite an affiliate. No, wait. Station a compound. Ned? No, the something like that yeah 
I wouldn't know, Carl. I'm not CIA. That's all I can say. So Walter Matthau isn't going to put up with that. I mean, he's a field agent. He always has been. And yeah, I mean, I'm a real road. I'm a real comic. Going on the road means I'm a real comic. Right. Exactly. You ever meet the guy? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, you're not a real comic. You, you perform comedy, but you're not a road comic. Right. I'm a. I'm a. Um, right. I'm I'm a cruise comic. Oh, hey, I have a friend that did he did uh, magic on a cruise. Uh huh. He, was, he did that. He did that for a while. I don't know. I want to. I want to knock it. I sure. Mean, you're out. You're in a hotel yeah. all day long. I mean, sure. Now our director here, How easy could it Neem, be? he his name is Neem. He directed the Poseidon, Poseidon Adventure. Wow, this guy keeps afloat, as it were. That's a good movie. I've seen that more than twice. Uh, he also did Gambit. But other than that, he did, I don't know, Scrooge uh, in 1970, not a famous one. But in researching this film, I stumbled upon a film called Meteor with Sean Connery that he directed. So I checked it out. I watched the whole thing, you know. It's uh, a... Was it about a vegetarian? Meteor. Oh, I thought you said meat eater. Meteor sucks. <laughs> I read about that in Dynamite Magazine in 1979. You don't have to tell me how bad Meteor is. That movie, I think it was Bananas. It might have been Dynamite or Bananas Magazine from Scholastic. But, yeah, that's you You saw it on the YouTube? Yeah, I, uh, no, I, yes, I saw it on YouTube, yes. I couldn't find... Um, uh, out Outland on YouTube. So I went to. Oh yeah. So I went to the your favorite movie site one two three moviesfree dot com, and found it. And I don't have that. Did you did find that there? Holy shit! It was good. Yeah. Man. And um, uh, the father from I love uh everybody loves Raymond, uh you know Joe. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Yeah. Peter Boyle. He was the heavy. He was the bad guy. Wow, you know, it's really tough to find a movie on one, two, three movies, or, or movies one, two, three. And you're like, search, Joker, any other movie but Joker. Sorry, you come up nothing. No, it's not true, Mike. That site has everything. And it has what's in the theater now, and it has stuff that you can't see, that you can't rent from I do not condone We do, you guys a podcast do not condone this. We do. This is what you're not. Yes, it is. No, a, we don't. Yes. Mike, we we do not. Oh. What authority are you representing, Mike? Okay, now he sees the window is open, right? Remember, he closed the window. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. And then he finds a yeah. surprise bottle of vodka. Oh, from the KGB. Mm-hmm. I guess is it cold? At least with the courtesy to chill it. I guess no. There's some olive. Oh, there we go. Oh, cute. Oh, wait, so he just turned his back and there it was? Well, he woke oh, up right in the morning. There. It's tomorrow morning. Oh, there's nothing better to wake and drink. Basically, wake what we learned tonight is, he, you know, he, he's a, he got lucky. lucky. You know, he, he's, he slept with uh, LaToya Jackson. Yeah, who, who would have predicted that? Maybe the Psychic Friends Network. 
She wasn't yeah, from yeah, the old classic. Latoya was. No, she was not. You're thinking before of... she joined the labor. She never did that. She did some kind of cheesy phone thing. Latoya. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so now, of course, Pink Panther Dude is trying to recruit him to be a double agent or a field agent. And Walter's just just smitten. You know, he's so happy that he got the offer. But he turns it down, of course. And uh, yeah, He's an American. Yeah. But, but it's not just because of the flag. It's like, so, so he brought the vodka with him. Oh, that's a great idea. What a gentleman. He says... Nothing like a little public park drinking. He goes, there's lots of money for you. And he goes, that kind of money is a little too expensive to make. Yeah. So then... Yazkov goes, well, what will you do now? Make Write your memoirs? And the, we zoom in on him because that gives Walter Matthau the whole idea of this film. He notices that the the CIA... Oh, he's photographed. Yeah. And you can tell it's the CIA from that suit, that three that brace three piece suit they all wear. Gulp. <laughs> Gulp. He he didn't take the money shot. Okay, and smile. Yeah. Two, three. Wow, he's already the Russian guy already had his glass filled. Yeah, that's right. Is that continuity? Like, uh, I... Look. He gets well, no, he just has a bottle. My memoirs. There you go. Camera zoom in. Maybe I will. My birthday is Mike's birthday. Yeah. Uh, Nineteen twenty. Have you been drinking vodka? <laughs> That's right. We were both. Well, I think it's hundred birthday celebration that happened this year. So, uh, we were both born in in nineteen twenty. So I saw first. his um not his obituary but a news story about him passing away. And I learned that at the time he died, he had $5 million in gambling debts. What? Really? Walter Matthau? Holy shit. Look at that typewriter, huh? Yeah, it's, well, you got to play a record while you type. He texts and hunts, like the classic. <laughs> okay, the now Toya is reading it, and she cannot believe he's he's being honest about what goes on in the CIA. And she's like, no, you fucking don't. You're going to get killed. Excellent. Ripping stuff, picturing stuff. Imagine we, the audience, get to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever. All we get is, uh, like, excerpts. Like, whose dumb idea was it to give a poison cigar to Castro and stuff like that? See, yeah, this, I, I was wondering whose idea that was. This is like after Watergate, you see, and our perception of the government changed. Like the movies that used to be spy movies like James Bond, now it's like uh, Three Days of the Condor and Marathon Man and Capricorn right. One. It's all these cover-up films. Yeah. Was Capricorn One the one where they faked the moon landing? They fake a, a landing on Mars. Yeah, it was it O.J. Simpson? Yes, Simpson. I remember that movie. Peter Hyatt. 
And I got to tell you, Mike, that yeah, when I... you watch that film, O.J. Simpson is not a murderer. He didn't kill anybody. I know. I waited till after the credits. I thought it was going to be like a post-credit scene, but no. Right. A post-credit uh... scene of him uh, slicing him up. Nope. God, Sam Watterson Young, it's just creeping me out. Yeah. I can't imagine he's Bill Watterson, creator of Calvin and Hobbes. Now they found out he switched his, uh, switched his file. He's been seen with the leader of the KGB. And, of course, Sam Watterson is like, this is no big deal. Give the guy a break. He's not going to, you know, it's harmless. He switched his file. He shouldn't have done it, but he doesn't want to be a name in a file. Yeah. Okay, now throughout this whole film, him. we hear Mozart. That's what this film is all about. And it was Matthau that sort of picked a bunch of Mozart music. Yeah, it's something like going to the movies and watching Walter Matthau and Mozart just kicking ass. Yeah. Like, you know, move over, John Williams. Excuse me, Junkie XL. I want to hear a movie soundtrack. I want it to be Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> who now, was great right now is being remembered. So that he can, so that the CIA picks up that he went through a border. You know, he's basically trying to get noticed. He he's fucking with them. Ah, wait, where is he from? Like, where's the office? Is this Dallas? What? Right, he's in Austria right now. Ah, and this is chapter book he's writing. And it's going to Moscow, London, Italy, the you know Ver Langley, Virginia, Washington D.C. It's uh, going to, yeah. He's fucking. He's really fucking around. He's like the original troll. You're right. He's doing a data dump. Yeah. This guy, young guy, is Julian Assange. He's like, just give me an idea. Yeah, there you go. He really predicts a bunch of. Mo uh, books that were written by former agency insiders. Now, I don't know anything about this except from research, but apparently there's the CIA and the Cult of Intelligence. Actually, that's 74, so it doesn't predate. Uh, decent interval, panicking the CIA and the government. And there were many, like, court cases. So... Yeah. Is it, was there a pro-CIA movie? It must have been a movie where it's like, being in the CIA is cool, man. And Mark oh. Martin would be in it. Mark Wahlberg Who? would be in it. Mark Wahlberg. He's always yeah, Mark Wahlberg. funded movies. It's so true. And they're, they're shot mostly by David Ber uh, Peter Berg, the director, who did just did the Spencer Confidential movie on Netflix. Did you see that? No. That but I mean... Spencer? For Hire? Like he was in the movie with the the um the Boston Marathon. He was, yeah, I was just movie, thinking like, that one, yeah. The one in which uh the three guys are in Afghanistan and they're behind enemy lines. He was in the Yeah, I think they're both directed by Peter Berg. It makes sense. He did Peter Yeah. He was yeah, in Yeah, they're like really like the Do you, do you remember the, the oil spill? Uh, uh, 
in the Gulf Three of Kings? Mexico. In the no, Gulf yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Water Horizon, something like that. Deepwater Horizon. So right oh, now, getting, card. Uh, passports, driver's licenses, credit cards. He's going to an old contact. I'll say, check out the furniture. <laughs> hey, I, I'm very honored to be performing with uh, Walter Matthau for my only scene in movie. Your consideration. Overcharging you. Uh, you know, so this movie, uh, it played on TCM and it went to the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. And it's always like a big deal. Yeah. Now, here's four what times said predated. The yeah. book that Garfield wrote called Hopscotch predated these uh, tell-all books from the CIA. He wrote right. 26 drafts of this movie before they settled on this one. <laughs> they said, we got to make this. This movie's got to release by Christmas. This fucking, we'll take this one. Yeah. Now, he named it Hopscotch because that's the children's game, as you know, whereas in the player has to... Retrieve an elusive object while hopping on a sidewalk from space to space. One false step or clumsy move could mean falling and landing on one's backside, as he puts it. Uh, so that's why he... Ooh. Yeah. For our dumber uh, listeners, the novelist is referring to ass. <laughs> uh, we love you, by the way. We wouldn't be here without you. Best novel of the year, though... I'm sorry, it won what of the year? Uh, it won the Edgar Award for Best Novel of the Year, and it was a bestseller. You know, that's why it got made. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll find that book. How cool would be that? Oh, what you reading? Oh, a book that was based on the 1980 movie? Other way around. No, the, the right. But it became a 1980 movie, I'll yes. say. This movie's based Let me practice. <laughs> he is just living the high life, gambling, mm-hmm. going on, uh, getting an airline ticket, wearing a nice travel hat. Matthew has style, man. He's always the same. Like, that's all I need to look like in a suit, like Walter Matthau. Just slubby and presentable. That's it. Done. You know? Concord. Yeah. Oh, that's maybe his his son hooked him up because he was in Concord 79. Right. There's his son right now. Yeah. So Sam yeah, Waterston, got my like, Concord. every time he makes a move, Sam Waterston laughs and he's like, it's not funny. And he goes, of course it's funny, Leonard. Yeah, those spies have a right sense of humor. When he takes spy versus spy, that's pretty subtle shit. Oh, so, spy versus spy cartoon that hits you over the head. I would hardly call it subtle. <laughs> it really pulls the rug out from under you. Here. Into a crocodile pit. Take this ticking bomb. Carl, remember the time I saw you light, uh, sleeping, uh, sunbathing, and I thought it would be hilarious if I light a dynamite stick next to you? And when I got there, you were actually made of dynamite? Yeah. You were just a dummy made out of dynamite? Perfect. And then... Not only did that, 
Not only did I blow, out, blow up, but my teeth flew out of the explosion, and you just stood in the bushes behind me, smiling, giving the giggling, peace sign. Giggling. You were trying to tell me something, but I don't understand Morse code. You were saying, bye. That's uh, that. Prohethis, right? The original guy, perhaps. Oh, I don't remember their names. Well, the, 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 the original cartoonist. Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot his name. It begins with a P, which is very exciting for me because I remember that part. And then uh, I remember, I think Peter Kruger, Peter Kruger drew it later. Because, you know, the, the illustrator passed away and they would have like oh. Chuck Irwin draw. And then they had this other guy who had a, a, a famous internet, uh, underground cartoonist take over and he did like wood cuttings of it. That's all I really know about Espionage, the history of Spy versus Spy comics and Mad Magazine. And then Mad Magazine went under. Thank you for bringing us up to speed. That was 2000, 2019. When, it, when they went out of business, the publisher was mad. He <laughs> wasn't mad anymore. Yeah. So Yeah, he was really mad. They're giving him the they let him trace the call so that they could find out 